0: Voices radio. Voices radio. Voices as a radio. Voices. Voices radio. Radio. on miles today i'm speaking to maya beth radio one's pop princess earning her radio stripes with islington radio and bbc introducing showcasing emerging talent in both london and manchester championing and harnessing the next generation of pop music was proven more so when maya was given her own show on bbc sounds trending tracks hits for days and was trusted to cover molly king's Future Pop on Radio One very recently. She is determined to see more representation both on festival bills, as well as on her own airwaves. When she sat in for Clara Amfo, she was, and I quote, low-key buzzing, not only for the opportunity, understandably, but to highlight the very best of women, non-binary and regional artists on the iconic Future Sounds show. When playing sets herself, you can expect to hear her love of house and techno coming through. It's worth also mentioning the incredible hustle story I heard on Sam and Mark's Helping Musicians pod when to get into radio, she created a demo using the head of the station's wedding playlist, which is absolutely iconic, by the way. So welcome to our show, Unmasked. And yeah, I just wanted to start with asking you, where does your inner bravery come from? Have you always been like that? So I think a lot of people get very self-conscious and hold themselves back.
1: That is such a good question. Um, my mom asks me that all the time. My mom always says to me, she goes, E Maya, I don't know where you got it from. Like, um, but I think it's like there's a saying, no, that's like shy bens getting out, which basically translates to like, if you don't try, you don't get. And I think there came a point when I was like maybe like 18 or 19 where I just stopped being scared of people rejecting me. So like I thought, if they say no, they say no, and that's fine, and I can move on, but I got less scared of that kind of rejection email coming through I think probably because I was getting so much rejection that it just didn't feel scary anymore and then that became a real positive because now I'm like I will just try everything and I will message everybody and if they don't reply I won't be embarrassed and I think that's kind of how I've got a lot of opportunities just by really putting myself out there and also like don't get me wrong it's terrifying like when people are like oh how are you so brave to do that i'm not i'm I'm also absolutely petrified at like i say like half my life is spent ringing me mom going i don't know if i can do this i don't know what i'm doing and then me mom will be like my all you gotta do is like do today try it if it goes horribly wrong you never have to do it again like yeah. just give it a go and like talk to me back down but yeah i spent half my time petrified but yeah. like knowing that it's what I want to do. And it's always good to remember that it's always scariest the first time. So the first time I ever did live radio was actually on Radio One, which is ridiculous. Like, and, I don't yeah. think many people have done that Yeah. So it was like the first time doing live radio. I hadn't done anything else live before and my hands were shaking so much that i had to like hold my hand with my other hand like this to press the buttons because i was petrified, like genuinely terrified but then after that first show the next one i was like half an hour in, stopped shaking and then like the third one it was like 15 minutes and i stopped shaking and by the last time i did it was fine from the first song so it's just getting yourself into these situations that are slightly outside your comfort zone and then feeling like gradually more comfortable in them and not being hard on yourself if you don't feel comfortable straight away.
0: Um, That's a great answer I feel like you what's the worst that can happen like you do just have to throw yourself in the deep end like sensibly get yourself used to that feeling because sometimes we just want to be like that feels really uncomfortable I'm just going to avoid it but actually you're not going to get anywhere if you do that. Our whole kind of premise with Unmask is like having transparent conversations and kind of just delving a little bit deeper so, how do you kind of approach that when you're like interviewing people or speaking to artists? Like, do you find it interesting to find out what makes people tick?
1: Um, absolutely. But I think it's also really important to know people's boundaries. Like, there's been times where I've asked someone a question and it sparked an emotion that I didn't expect it to spark, and then, like, also remembering that as well as being, I, I don't know, like, say, like, an artist and a presenter, you're also human beings, and the best conversations are, like, ones where both people are comfortable with the conversation, so, like, just kind of checking in, like, you can even do it during the interview and be, like, oh, that feels a bit heavy, like, should we change the subject, you know, I mean, like, and then you haven't got a, like, and then if they don't want either, but no, no, it's fine, and then you can continue but just kind of clocking in, I think, and you get like a lot more honest conversations. And also from doing your research, I feel like because I used to work in news, like, before which wasn't quite me but like i learned a lot of skills from there and like i found that like actually doing your proper research on someone and having some things there that like will instantly make them comfortable because they know that you've took the time to know them you know what i mean like going oh so what's this song called like like actually like knowing a little bit about them and stuff really helps because then you've kind of broke the ice for them by going oh in 2009 you did this like i mean like you're kind of like telling them that you're familiar so they can kind of break down that wall and i think finally Oh, my God. And this is like, it's really hard to do sometimes because sometimes like you're talking to people that you love and have connected to their music in such a beautiful way that they'll never know because you should never tell them. Um, it, yeah, like not idolizing them there and then just seeing them as a person, which I mean, like, I mean, you can go home and be like, wow, that was really cool at the time trying to just talk to them on a human level and chat to them because then I feel like you'll have way more honest conversations.
0: Definitely. It's about making people feel comfortable, isn't it? And having that human yeah. to human, otherwise no one's going to open up. And it's not about like getting the dirt or, you know, trying to get a big story from somebody It is just connecting and getting them to feel safe enough to be able to talk
1: about if it is music talk about their music and you kind of shining a light on that so I think it's important to say as well like in whatever capacity of what you're doing like actually being yourself like in any conversation even if you're just chatting like at an interview or to your friends like I always think it's the most important thing you can do is to be 100% you because then when people love you they're not loving like the person you're pretending to be they're loving actual genuine you and I, I think that's really hard sometimes because sometimes you feel a bit like oh I'll just like I'll have to like make myself a bit posher or make myself a bit like more proper here but if you try and like remain true to yourself then I feel like that always helps with like chatting to people as well.
0: You've spoken before haven't you about being worrying about needing to like tone down your accent or just tone down yourself which is just awful. Do you feel like now you've kind of just let go of that a little bit or I wouldn't say let go but just it's something that's not the forefront of your mind anymore.
1: Yeah, it's interesting when it's there's still some settings where I feel like being 100% me is still kind of like a nerve-wracking thing with my accent. I think sometimes it's genuinely a case of like I speak really fast as well and that's just like a natural thing that I do and it's realizing like you know what I can still have a really like my accent can still come through but sometimes I just have to slow down because I'm so excitable and stuff and also it's like again being conscious of the people like I'm so like in an office setting for example I am really loud and I love a gossip and like I'll be like "E, have you heard about and then it's also being conscious now I think of like I absolutely can be that person but that person over there is also trying to work so yeah. like like yeah. just kind of like finding spaces where you're comfortable being yourself is probably the best game around that but I think yeah accent wise I have never tried to hide it I've just got frustrated at people um getting annoyed at me for it and I one of my pet views is like because I live in London now people will be like oh my god your accent and I'm like you know you've got an accent like it really blows my mind how people um no. especially, it seems to be a London thing where people don't really like they think their accent is a neutral accent. And I'm like, but to me, you've got an accent too. Like it's, it's so yeah, lovely, all, it? it's I'm convinced I've just I've just got nothing. But I, I think that's boring. You've it's got nothing. a lovely voice. Now you've got an absolutely lovely voice, but you definitely oh. do have an accent. No, <laughs> no, no the
0: crazy. main thing is we just need to be ourselves and the right. way we speak is the way we speak. Thank God that we're all different because it'd be horrible. Exactly. Yeah.
1: God forbid everyone sound. like God
0: forbid. So your first song that we're going to play is one that you picked for a feel good one. Can you say what that is and a little bit why? About of
1: it. course so for my feel good track I played Lou Carla with Pretty Girl Era um Lou Carla is someone that I think deserves all the flowers right now she is creating like these beautiful empowering bangers and then this song in particular like it's just basically her going do you know what I feel good I look good and it's not for like the times where you've got like heels on and red lipstick it's literally like you could wake up out of bed in the morning your hair's all over the place you're about to do the dishes but she's like it's okay you're in your Pretty Girl era like whatever you do pretty is a state of mind it's not about how you look it's about how you feel and I just absolutely adore that
0: what do you do when you want to feel good like what's your kind of go-to things do you think
1: this is really interesting because I feel for like a Lot of people, relaxation is things like yoga or reading a book and stuff like that, or going on a walk or a run. And I do them, but to me, it always has and always does feel like a chore. Like relaxing for me really feels like a chore. Like I have to hype myself up to have a bath and be like, okay, Maya, we're going to have a bubble bath now. Like, okay, I'm going to sit in this bath for 10 minutes and I'm going to feel relaxed. Like, That, to me, just has never, ever been relaxing. I don't know why it just hasn't, but I feel like I find relaxation in, like, doing creative things. So, like, DJing for an hour or, like, going to do, like, a Muay Thai class or doing something that's quite, like, still quite energetic and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, like, maybe cooking a meal. Like, doing kind of, like tasks that are like a bit intense would yeah. take my mind away from things and i feel like that's quite nice to do but um i also really love if i want to feel feel good like physically and feel good about myself um i don't really change anything in terms of like physicality like i'm not really like a face mask girl or stuff like that i try and just like sit down and write down reasons like of things that i've done that are good cuz i feel like life is so fast paced and everyone around you is constantly seeing all the good things that you're doing because mm-hmm. you're living them day by day you forget so I like to sit there and go right what have I done in the last month that's actually pretty impressive and that 15 year old me would lose her mind at and be like that's the coolest thing in the world you know I mean and then like I feel like actually taking moments to reflect is a really powerful thing if you want to feel good about yourself or equally if say, I'm sitting there this has never happened but say I'm sitting there and I'm like I've not done anything good. Right. I'm naff. Like, oh, I'm having like such a bad month. Then I think that would be a moment where I'd be like, all right, well, what can I do for somebody else That would make them feel good Even if I can't make myself feel good And then that always makes me feel nice as well Like you know that episode of Friends Where they're trying to find like a, a selfless good deed. Like it doesn't exist and it's right But it's like why is it a bad thing Like why is it a bad thing If I do something lovely for one of my friends like send them flowers Or like write them a nice text And I feel good and they feel good And everyone's winning It's okay It's okay that it makes you feel good
0: Like why, yeah. not, why would we not all want to feel like that And I feel like with mindfulness as well There's so much discussion around it but actually it's just if you're doing something that is taking your mind into like a a state where you're feeling relaxed and that can be doing something quite active i literally don't see i don't see the problem in that at all whatever works for you is most important so at my millennials we do talk a lot about mental health do you what about that do you kind of think resonates do you think we're talking about it enough or not too much or do you think it's kind of conversations are you having with your friends at the moment
1: that's really interesting. Um, I think mental health's one of these things now where I feel like we've got really good at talking about certain things. So, like, I feel like even at work, you could probably go to somebody, not in all jobs, but in a lot of jobs and be like, I'm feeling a bit depressed. Here's a note from the doctors, um, like I need some time off. And a lot more places now than like say 20 years ago would be very accommodating. And I feel like with anxiety as well, we'll learn a lot about it and like it's not I get really frustrated when people say like oh everyone's got depression or everyone's got anxiety these days because firstly they don't like that's not true um but also it's like no it's probably the same amount of people had this before but now more and more people are feeling comfortable to discuss it and that's a really good thing um mm-hmm. like people chatting and like seeing how they feel but I still think there's certain mental health disorders that are like seen as taboo still like got friends that are schizophrenic and bipolar I feel like things like PTSD aren't discussed in the same level and it's kind of like we've got we've got somewhere but there's still like ones that we don't understand and still kind of stereotype I feel like we've got quite a long way to go with
0: yeah literally couldn't agree more I think that's kind of what we really want to do it's breaking down the conversations to have the ones about taboo struggles about symptoms as well because I think a lot of the time we'll go we'll talk about how you know somebody might be struggling but actually not the nitty-gritty of the impact that can have and it just feels uncomfortable and intense for a lot of people but actually
1: it's the only way through if people feel comfortable to do it What I always think when I see stuff as well is like people have and you'd have to agree with this but it's just like a thing that I've noticed Mm -hmm. people are fine discussing mental health and then I think I've had friends who've really struggled before and like I've had bad moments and bad blips and I find when people are at their worst they become their 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 worst too like as in like when people are in their darkest moments they're not particularly likable like they're being really difficult and I'm including myself in this and they're like not thinking straight so they can be quite angry and irrational and like they're the times where people need the most love but then also sometimes we're preaching like oh look after yourself first get rid of toxic people and i'm like oh but sometimes the toxic people are being yeah. toxic for a reason and they like it's a lot more complicated than that i think that's the issue is like none of these things are clean cut they're kind of like case by case and i just feel like self-love is really important and protecting your energy is really important but also sometimes there's reasons that people are lashing out and if we just yeah. look inwards and don't think about them in an empathetic way you can kind of miss things
0: that's a really like emotional sensitive point I feel like I resonate with that massively you know, and you just feel like I am pushing people away but then you see this Instagram post and it might be like let go of your like you said toxic friends and serving your purpose and it's like I don't know I know I'm not being a great friend right now because I can I'm just surviving so does that mean I'm going to get cut off and then you think you do look around and see right who's actually here for me in this in this moment and then know when to kind of step in for them but yeah I don't think people talk about that enough so that's a very good point which kind of leads on to the the in your feels song which one did you pick for that
1: um so I picked Vienna by Billy Joel because this is a song where like my life's really fast-paced like sometimes I do like 80 or 90 hour weeks and there'll be some days where I'm working from like 7 a.m to 11 p.m and I just get so caught up in work culture most of the time because I really love it and I'm doing stuff like you said like supporting artists or of like DJing and playing music that I love and I get really engrossed and wrapped up in it and realize that I haven't just took a breather and this song is literally one of those songs that just like it, it just speaks to me on a spiritual level and a bit like it kind of calls me out in a little bit as well so it's like slow down you crazy yeah, yeah. child and it's like so ambitious for a juvenile and I'm like oh Billy man you're I right I can take a breather and it's like one of those songs that just kind of reminds me that like kind of what you were saying before it's fine to work and hard like hard and graft but you also take them little moments just to check in with yourself, make sure you do not care. And sometimes it's literally the lens of this song that I need just to, like, rebalance myself and refocus myself. And I think that is a pretty... A powerful thing for a song to be able to do.
0: Also, it features in 13 Going on 30, which is like one of the best films ever. Oh, she, absolute hun movie. She's on the train and just like, slow down. And she's just <laughs> looking out that window and I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, I am the main character in in my life right now. We should all be. Every day. holiday, you know, when Iris is going out for dinner with that old man and he's telling her how she needs to be the leading lady. And then she's like, we should all be the leading ladies of our own life. And I'm yes. We
1: should. I love that. I love
0: that when he goes this could be a meat cute and you're like, oh I look I watch it like three times every Christmas and I will never get bored of that. So great. So I'm gonna ask you a little bit about self-expression because I know you're massively into fashion as well as music. How have you kind of come to do you feel like you've got your vibe now? Like how have you kind of come to that? What is it about the kind of world of fashion and music that love so much
1: I firstly do not think I have sorted my peak vibe yet I think (laughs) if I was richer if I had endless money um I would dress immaculately but clothes are expensive and you want to try and do it in a sustainable way as well when you can so it's like oh but if I had endless resources and endless money I would my outfits would be incredible I think they're still quite nice now but oh my visions are like but I think ever since I've been little like I just not cared. Like, I I really don't know why. Like, I remember, like, walking down the street in, like, big spotty tights and jewellery that I'd made myself. And I remember, like, wearing a beret around Sunderland and people shouting bonjour at me. (laughs) I went for a goth phase, which I think, like, no one really expects. But, um, and I remember my grandma offering to walk me to the bus stop because she was scared that I was going to get beat up. And I was like, I'm sure I'll be fine, grandma. Thank you, though. Um, But, yeah, I've just never ever cared and also I've got a mom who has always been like anything that I wear and like she really a point shouldn't have because like sometimes my outfits were bad but she would just let me wear it and like even yeah. the other day I was DJing and I was wearing like underwear and like a thong and it's like black lace dress over the top and like people were making comments so my mom's like shut up man like you yeah. look good I think you look great like listen like if you're gonna do your job you can do it and like she's just like and I feel like that really helps because a lot of the time it's like that kind of parental figure stopping you and my mom's always we're not even supported it just not cared like you know I mean? like she's like yeah you look fine like do you know what I mean like oh she might give like raise an eyebrow and not like it but she'll never stop me from wearing it and I think yeah. that's definitely not to her taste but like yeah, exactly. I to wear that and that's really powerful I think yeah. say- Yeah, I just think, firstly, oh, this is what I'm obsessed with. So I really love I love the idea of not being having to stereotype yourself into a certain thing. So like I like the fact that I like pop music, but if I want to, I can wear a leather jacket and like red leather trousers. And I also like the fact that I like house and techno music, but if I want to, I can DJ like filthy techno in a pink sparkly dress. Like I've had so many times where I've like went to DJ and someone's like, mm, you don't look like a DJ. And I'm like, right, well, what does a DJ look like? Like, and I like to kind of I even mean, like it's like a mini protest without even like protesting of just rocking up to somewhere where you should look like something. And not like even when I was like 18, I would like turn up to work in like outfits that, oh, I can remember getting going out to buy like a work outfit. And I think I wore it like once. I just can't do it like. I like to dress how I like to dress, and I just think I'll always dress appropriately in terms of like, so like if I'm in an office, I'll make sure that I'm like dressed respectfully, more respectfully than like you know what I mean. But like, like tonally, like I think you can t- you can sense tones in certain things, but always making sure that like I feel comfortable firstly. And sometimes I feel comfortable in a tracksuit, and sometimes I feel comfortable in a mini dress. And I think it's just day by day, like letting yourself feel comfortable is the best thing you can do in yeah, terms I don't of feel like there should be any
0: rules oh you can't wear that colour and you can't wear that colour I just I don't even sometimes I'm like I don't even know what goes I just fling it on and hopefully. Oh, I love a clashing outfit oh my god I, think now I do now like it's like it's in it. yeah. I did it when it wasn't in year seven mufti days or whatever they were called and I look back what the hell was I wearing That actually i probably wear it now <laughs>
1: Yeah, I love Probably. a clash, clashes vibes. I also yeah. like bright colours together. That should be together, like pinks and greens and stuff. I always like mixing bright colours. Yeah, Especially once people say you absolutely can't do like red and green, I'm like, oh, I'll show you. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll
0: give it. On that note, what's your nostalgic song that you picked?
1: My nostalgic song that I picked. What was it? I can't, oh, I know what it was. Um, my nostalgic song that I picked was "Filthy Gorgeous" by the Sister Sisters because. It has been in my Spotify raft every year for the last few years. I don't know why. I do know why because I play it all the time. Um, But I just think this song is hot the end of like I just think it's a sexy sexy song that makes you feel good about yourself I think you can sing it in the shower I think you can feel sad and put it on by the end of the song you're singing and dancing it's a good song to cook to it's a good song to exercise to God forbid when I do that right? yeah, no, it's just it's just mint like I just think it's so everything by The Sisters I love like Let's Have a Kiki would probably be my second choice but I just think it's one of them songs that it comes on and feel go oh I love this song and that's nostalgic and then mm. um, sound Coming back at the moment, like this whole 90s dance pop thing is really coming back, and it's like this is the blueprint
0: back to kind of unfiltered conversations, which is kind of what we're about, but also doing it through the lens of music and speaking to sort of music icons. I'm putting you on the spot here, so don't worry if you don't have an answer to all of these. But if you could have a sort of transparent conversation with a pop music icon of past and of present, who would they be? Let's go past
1: first. Um, really good question. You know what? I, actually, would it be them now or them at, in the past?
0: Them in the past, yeah. So it could be somebody yeah. that's like passed away, or it could be somebody that in their that in their like prime, whatever mm. the prime means. Because
1: I think I'd like to speak to someone like Britney or Madonna, who got like or Amy Winehouse, even somebody who was in a position where everyone could publicly see they were struggling and it wasn't a secret. Maybe, yeah, more Britney and, yeah. more Britney and Amy Winehouse than Madonna. Like, Madonna was very outspoken, which I've always rated. Um, but specifically, like, Britney and Amy Winehouse, I think both were in positions where now, if we look back, we're like, my, that, that's just two struggling women. Like, women who are really coping with their mental health, like, having real issues and it became, entertainment and i feel like it's bad now but back then it was horrific and i'd love to go and sit and talk to them and kind of learn what it was like firsthand and like i don't know just see if there was anything that could have been done or like just like or even just have a greater understanding of what that must have felt like in a way that because They couldn't. I think what we forget as well is now we've got social media. Yeah, Yeah. but it's like it's also a platform for love, and they actually speak out and say. Whereas, like Amy Winehouse, like yeah, if she played a show, she would see fans, but she wasn't getting the fan support in the same way people can now to battle the hate. It was just hate, and like, I feel like that must have been horrific. Firstly, but I would love to like sit and talk to her and learn like same yeah even Pete Doherty to be fair is probably quite similar all them kind of like 90s icons who were put on a pedestal just be brought back down again I would love to chat to them and like even see if they had any advice for people now because it still happens like do you know what I mean and like coping mechanisms and stuff like that I think that would be a really interesting conversation
0: yeah it's just such a sad era of so many sort of massive stars that just got pulled apart but never got the chance to actually speak about the impact of it and for people to hear that and so many people we bought into it because you know we'd buy the magazines or you'd talk about you know you'd see a meme or something like that and that the whole culture was just so toxic and like you said it does still happen now tragically yeah I think even
1: with stuff like even like I feel like Tanya is a really difficult one because he said some really horrific things, but it's also clearly very mentally ill. And I feel like we need to learn that things aren't black and white. Like you can completely disagree with what someone's saying but also think they're not well and need help yeah. and like it seems to be that someone's an enemy or a friend and sometimes it's a lot more complicated than that yeah got a lot yeah. of learning to do <laughs> like, yeah empathy I said you I was like saying I was like we've got a lot of learning to do if we've got a lot of getting on people otherwise we'll just be yeah. stuck in it <laughs> yeah. what about a Present, so
0: a pop icon or star at the moment who you haven't met but you'd love to just interview and kind of what you'd like to ask them. Who would I like to speak to? That's
1: already. Can you stop texting? For <laughs> a there you go. Okay, I've told it to stop messages. Okay. Like, Leave me alone. Yeah, one, if one of my friends like, you know, they'll send a sentence, another sentence, another sentence, another sentence. Oh yeah, yeah. I type like that as well, but it's like I'm like I know there's another nine messages coming, so I was like, please stop. Um, oh good question who do I love oh
0: does it have to be a pop star no it doesn't I mean a musician if you can hear my pigeons outside my window it sounds like they're mating and I really want to get rid of them I keep whacking the window and they keep
1: who do I love
0: who do I even <laughs> like what who am I what my I, I Glastonbury, you were like oh my god I really want to chat to them
1: um no I'm no. a bit weird when it comes to like is there yeah, any- I know what you mean like I feel like I really like some people's like music but that doesn't mean I necessarily like them as People, people or yeah. with people. You know I mean, like sometimes I feel like people and their music are quite separate. Yeah. And there's some people where I'm like, oh, I wouldn't want to meet you because I met you. <laughs> um, um. Like there's some people I've met. I'd be like, oh my god, I love you. Like Taylor Swift. We'd love to meet Taylor Swift, but our conversation we got this. Oh my god, I love you so much. And then bye. <laughs> I mean, that's her, do- good.
0: her documentary. I've seen it. Yeah, nice time. Time. I mean, yeah. Have you watched the one about the Dixie Chicks as well? That's no, I have Okay, I need to wait. Because obviously she talks about them in it, doesn't she? Yeah,
1: and then been, there's like a whole documentary about them, which is really cool. I oh, I've got it. Okay, go. I would love to meet Lady Gaga. I would oh. love to meet Lady Gaga. I think she has from like day dot just being authentically herself Mm -hmm. she's really brave Mm -hmm. she's not stood for nonsense like that really famous interview cliff I wonder if you could find it where basically everyone was spreading this horrific rumor that she had a penis and like rather than that she's like why would it be a bad thing if I did have a penis like why would it be a bad thing if I was trans and I feel like that was just a good answer and also like to be so like positive and lovely about the trans community where Mm. like even now they're getting unwarranted hate but back then it was like even more like horrific like I just think she's always kind of been a champion of what she believes in and being like a hundred different variations of herself and let herself evolve in like almost a Bowie-esque way and I would love to sit and chat and ask lots of questions. That is a really
0: great answer I absolutely love that. Okay I'm gonna ask you just to Talk about the two artists that you wanted to shout out. And if there was a particular reason why, go for it. So, a new artist you want to shine a light on. So, you picked Rose, Rose Grey. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Rose yes, yeah. Happiness. Do you want to do that first and then?
1: Okay. So, the first artist that I want to give a massive shout out is Rose Grey. She makes like these like early 90s, noughties kind of dance pop ballads where you literally feel like you're in a club. Oh my God. <laughs> done that um let me just play I- i'm going I told him not to reply um, that's replying. She she replied saying, "What do you mean?" I thought that's replying. <laughs> One of the artists I'd absolutely love to shout out is Rose Gray. Like she mixes like early nineties, Naughties kind of dance fangers. Her voice is incredible. She's kind of like a little ethereal pixie, like Bad baby I love her. I love her lyrics. I think her lyrics are kind of empowering and sexy and hot. And all her songs you could like dance to on a dance floor with. Like like, all disco lights and, like, sparkly, like, sparkly moments. And it just feels really hazy and lovely. But also, like, I can listen to it on my way home and I instantly feel happier and better. And she's got a new song out called Happiness, funnily enough. And it's got grooves in the heart sampled through it. And it just, yeah, it just makes me feel good. And I think she's smashing it at the songs that make you feel good about yourself. And, like, I want her to be the most biggest shining star because she's also bloody lovely so the second artist that I've got to pick just because I know he's going to be a star is Siku I think it's song Better Man he's only got um two singles at the moment and already the two singles have complete like diversity like but a man is all soulful you're sobbing on the floor you're crying you're like I've not heard a voice like this this man is so talented and then his new single you're like oh and he knows how to dance and we can move our feet and like he yeah he's like still a teenager and I saw his first ever gig which I think is impressive now but the levels this man's going to reach I'm going to be so smug about that yeah. um because he's just wonderful and you know when you see someone and you go yeah you've got it like i don't know what it is but you've got it like and my favorite thing about him i think is he's got this incredible powerful voice where it's like almost like a beacon and like you probably connect to it but in between these songs he's like proper giggly and shy and turns back into like a teenage boy again and it's just nice for him to have this talent and this gift but still be himself on stage and yeah I really really love him.
0: And last question I want to ask you is is there something that you wish people knew more about you? I feel like you're very open in like the most beautiful way but obviously there's we all have things I wish I could kind of... Let people in on that, or is there anything that you think you'd like people to know? Yeah,
1: I think I think for me is mine is like I'm always kind of like marketed for whatever reason as like really like like cute and lovely, and that's really nice. And I think it's really lovely that people say that about me. They go, "Oh my, dead nice." I'm not going to say I'm a cow, by the way. Yeah. I'm <laughs> actually a cow, um, but a like cow. yeah. But I also like. I just think, you know what? I also like, it's the Madonna whore complex in it of like, once you see someone as like this really innocent thing, that's all they are in your eyes. And like, oh my God, like I love, I like to party. I like to like be out until like 4am dancing me little socks off. Like I love nothing more than having wine with my friends and having a gossip. And I feel like, yeah, I think, if I, there was something that I'd want people to know more about me is that I'm not one dimensional like yeah. love pop music but um, as well as being a pop princess I'm also a dirty techno tart like do you know what I mean like I think like a really important thing that I like, even about all women, is that we're not one dimensional and it's a lot more complicated than that. And everybody's probably got a hundred passions and probably 90 of them clash and you wouldn't expect them. And that's what makes life men. Yeah,
0: we're, we're multifaceted and we don't need to fit in a box and you can like more than one thing at once and you can have more than one characteristic. It's OK. You can be a nice person and still have a bitch sometimes. It's all right.
1: Yeah. Be a nice person I also love the Kardashians Do you know what I
0: mean? Highbrow, lowbrow, whatever Yeah, a bit of both Exactly Thank you so much I'm so grateful for you To coming on our Unmasked show I'm excited to see everything That you're going to do And all the artists You're going to support
1: Oh, thank you It's been so lovely to chat